the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is a uh, Thursday, throwback Thursday. We're expecting to hear from Billy Hallowell, uh, former colleague uh, of ours here at the Blaze. Billy is uh, over at faithwire.com doing stories, uh, enlightening stories, sometimes enraging stories, but stories tied back to messages of faith, good stories. Those are, those are important things. And we should hear from Billy. Also, at the bottom of the hour, we are anticipating a call from uh, our friend Angie Austin. I, I get a call from Angie once a week, usually when I put the bat signal out to say that some of the craziness in the world has got me spinning out, so I need really insane stories. And um, she sent me a note, basically, uh, with some of the craziest headlines I've ever seen, and uh, it's not a spoiler, but I do know that (laughs) one of the stories is headlined, uh, Fake Boobs Can Save Your Life. I'm saying uh, I'm ready for this story. I'm ready to get this story from Angie Austin. That'll be at the bottom of the hour, and we're waiting to hear from Billy Hallowell here shortly. So uh, just pay attention. It's important. (laughs) We will see. Um, the, the world is kind of crazy today, but there are also some things, some signs that tell me it, it could work out. Things could work out. And I'm talking specifically about what we're hearing. And and we don't have all the details about the latest version of the GOP healthcare bill. And I like the fact that the Cruz Amendment is in there, and I like the fact that they're looking at uh, just pushing everything to the states and letting the states figure it out themselves. To me, that's going to get some strong support from the governors. And the governors are key to this, too. I know we need to get 50 senators involved, but the governors, and uh, if you're a governor and the government says we're going to block grant you this money and how you allocate it to health care is going to be up to you and your, your population, I think that's the way the republic was supposed to be run. I think that's probably along the lines of what the founders envisioned. In other words, local decision-making, not this overlord from Washington, D.C., telling everybody one size fits all and this is how it's going to be done. People live in different states because they, they tend to, yes, they, they live in different states because that's where their job is. But a lot of times people make decisions, conscious decisions on where to live based on not only the climate, but based on the people they know there, the lifestyle that's being lived there. And that generally is reflected in the people they elect. So, I really think that that this this news of the possibility of a GOP health care bill that that allocates the money in these block grants to the states and lets the states decide what to do is is great. Now, let's get rid of the other end of this. Let's get rid of the restrictions of buying health care within your state lines. 
let's allow people to buy health care anywhere they damn well please. So I, I think it's, I think it's a, a, that's a good sign. And then what do I read? Well, Susan Collins apparently says she's not voting for the bill no matter what. So uh, that, that one means you can only lose one more vote and you're not passing this bill in the Senate. So uh, what are we doing, senators? What are we doing, GOP? How are we going to make this work? What the hell's going to happen? I, I need to know. I really do need to know. I know that uh, Vice President Mike Pence was working some of the senators the other day. There was a report that Mike Pence had meetings with uh, Rand Paul and others trying to squeeze Rand Paul because Rand Paul has come out and said he's not voting for it. So the, um, the reality here is we're still on a tightrope. And I would like to believe that the, the GOP can, can get its act together and can come together as a party. But I just, I just feel like we, we've not had any real honesty from some of these senators. I feel like we're, we're not getting the full story. And um, as has been pointed out about um, Ms. Collins, Senator, Senator Collins, uh, by saying she's she's not going to vote for the the health care bill, um, there are those who believe she has been saying she's against Obamacare just to make sure she gets reelected. But it looks like this very outspoken critic of the um, Senate's efforts to repeal Obamacare says she is going to vote no on the motion to proceed. She said. Um, after leaving the meeting, they had a meeting this morning that showed the replacement draft. The only way I'd change my mind is if there's something new in the bill that wasn't discussed or that I didn't fully understand. Or the CBO estimate comes out and says they fixed the Medicaid cuts, which I don't think is going to happen. Well, there isn't enough time, apparently, for the CBO to come out and give us a score on this. So you might have to take, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, Health and Human Services will give it a look and give it a score. But apparently, the bill keeps the Medicaid sections pretty much the same, which everybody keeps saying it's deeper cuts in the program. And theoretically, it, it just slows the expansion. It, it slows down the expansion, which then is called a cut because... Folks have been promised that expansion. So the expansion, which hasn't happened yet, but is slowed down, becomes an instant cut. That's government speak. And that's how that gets worked out. It's really kind of strange and very frustrating. But uh, that, that, is, that is the reality, and that's the situation we're in right now. Again, very frustrating, very difficult to to have any faith in, in what anybody says in a campaign when they then turn around and don't live up to any of those promises they made. Just, just sharing with you. Now, uh, back to my, my early question of the day, because I came up with a vital question this morning, is I'm, I'm trying to dance between the, um, the news that I hear from CNN, the news I hear from MSNBC, the news that I hear from uh, Fox. And 
I know some of you are going to get mad at me, but I think they all have gigantic agendas that they service. Every single one of them. And we tend to lean into the one that has the same agenda as we do. That's kind of where we are. So I asked the two questions this morning. Uh, which TV outlet provides the most reliable, unfiltered, and honest news? 2% of you responding said CNN. 2% say NBC, MSNBC. 35% of you say Fox. 61 say somewhere else. So that just tells you out of the audience that follows me, and you're a pretty diverse audience, although you are generally Fox and conservative supporters, that 61% of you are going somewhere else to get television news. We know it's not Al Jazeera, but I wonder where else you're going on TV to get your news. Additionally, when we look at, at uh, the newspapers, and the newspapers I do count uh, the paper versions. When we get into electronics, which we'll do tomorrow, we look at we look at the situation here. Which national newspaper is the most reliable, the most honest, and the least biased? Six percent of you say the New York Times. Thirty-one percent of you say the Wall Street Journal. Eleven percent say USA Today, and fifty-two percent of you, again, the biggest vote getter in this group, is the other category. And maybe you rely on some other source. Um, I, I'm not sure who that would be. I tend to lean towards the Wall Street Journal because I do believe the Wall Street Journal is the least biased of any paper out there. The Times, obviously, liberal bias. I didn't put the Washington Post in there. I chose to put USA Today in there because I think a lot of people read it because it is fairly bland. And it's not exactly going to ever give you cutting-edge news, but it is fairly bland. There are other topics that we have to get into today. Um, we, we will dive into, I, I hope to get to, if Billy calls in, he, he was anticipated to call today. I want to talk about uh, some of his, his stories that he's talked about lately, uh, one of which has also appeared on The Blaze, and it's this, uh, this bizarre Chick-fil-A protest that um, created this this bloody scene inside a, a Chick-fil-A. And it it's akin to the same stuff we see when some of the PETA people go in and scream, it's not food, it's violence, it's not food, it's violence. And then they tell us the story of their, their pet chicken and how people eating eggs are killing people. No, they're eggs. They're not people. They're not even chickens, folks. So hopefully we'll, we'll reach out and see if we can find Billy and get into uh, some Billy Hallowell time with uh, this week's faith lift from our buddy Billy. And um, I have to get into um, the FBI testimony of uh, the candidate yesterday, Mr. Mr. Ray, because he said some things that... Um, they seem to be cookie-cutter stuff. And again, I want to give you more evidence on why why I hate these hearings and why I think they're a gigantic waste of time. So uh, we'll deal with that. And hopefully Hallowell and the crazy news of the day with our friend Angie Austin just around the corner on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. It is Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network, and uh, we are... Um, I, I'm dubious now. I don't think Billy Hallowell's calling in today, although I should post all of his text messages and publicly shame him. No, no, I won't do that. But uh, he's a busy guy. Apparently, there's a lot going on at Faithwire, but uh, we'll, we'll find out later. Uh, we talked to earlier with Emily Zanotti about this... Um, this gender reveal party that she openly blames on millennials, uh, a scam basically to get more presents for the upcoming child, the impending child, the child elect. And uh, it's all part of this, this crazy gender thing uh, that's, that's going on right now. I just read that I think it's Nikki Haley is going to take a meeting with, um, Caitlyn Jenner to talk about the global LGBT problem. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. But uh, as we deal with this this question of gender, and the, we brought up the gender reveal party because Emily had written a story about how uh, Cosmo was Cosmopolitan magazine had had basically come out against the gender reveal party because it could scar the baby, the the identification or assignment of gender before the child is even born could scar the baby, I, which I don't even know how you could make that jump. But I saw one of the craziest things I've seen uh, lately in this in this this gender discussion, and it comes out of England. But I think it's taken on a global position. Uh, this is uh, from Sheffield Halam University in Sheffield, England. And uh, it's related to a program called Period Positive. Yes, you know where this is going and attention junk correspondence everywhere. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard about this, but if you haven't, it is, uh, it is an effort globally to uh, change the way we think about, talk about the subject of periods. And um, it's even trying to weave it into the LBGT community. Uh, there's actually a poster with a flow chart, no pun intended, but apparently it is intended. And uh, it, it, the headline of the queryids, yes, see, periods in the queer world, queryids, the headline of this flow chart, pun intended, uh, is how to include menstruators of all genders in public health messages about menstruation. Now, let's just break that sentence down. This flow chart, pun intended, is meant to include menstruators of all genders. Wait, what? So there are menstruators of more than one gender. Uh-huh. Who's the science denier? Raise your hand. Raise your hand so we can see you. This queryids poster, which is meant to uh, change the mind of uh, a person it's 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 to instruct us about public health messages 
and and what we're going to do to talk about this subject. So the the flow chart, pun intended, starts with a question: Does the person menstruate? Hmm. Yes, on the left, then they are a menstruator. No, on the right, then they are a non-menstruator. Well, yes, we know there are people of a certain age who don't menstruate, but we know that there are... Now, here's, here's where you have to get the inclusive language. This is what they want to change the language to, um, to say, uh, instead of saying someone is becoming a woman... You replace it with starting puberty. Okay, not bad. Simple, right? Instead of saying feminine hygiene products, we want to say menstrual products. Okay, but what's the wrong what's wrong with feminine hygiene products? Tell me. Instead of saying femcare, which is a term I've never heard before, they want us to use the phrase menstruation management. Instead of women's health, it's now reproductive health, because we're not allowed to use the word women. And instead of saying mothers and daughters, it's parents and children. And instead of women, it's people. And, and this is part of the period-positive menstruation outreach. I'm telling you, there is a whole lot of time being spent on stuff like this. And, and it, it's, I, I, I will post, I will post this, this poster so you can see it yourself. Because I know some of you are saying, Mike, you're making that up. That cannot be true. Well, it's not only true, it's real, it exists, and it's out there. It's in a university, at least one university. Uh, if, if you want to see the whole story, you can, you can check out periodpositive.com. But they are calling attention to the uniquely female experience of um, monthly bleeding. And they say, by doing this, we exclude young girls, postmenopausal women, trans people, intersex people, and women who, for myriad other reasons, reasons cannot or do not experience this. This is a thing. Again, have we fixed all the other problems? Have we fixed the famine issues in the world? No. Then stop screwing around with stuff like this. It's a gigantic waste of time. Uh, when we get back, our friend... Angie Austin is going to join us. I just did get a message from Billy Hallowell, and I think I should post this message from Billy Hallowell because it does say, caught a subway nightmare. I'm free now, but yeah, guess what? We're going to break. So sorry. I'm an idiot. Yes, I have Billy Hallowell in his own words saying, I'm an idiot. I won't post that, Billy. I've just shared it with everyone. But uh, we'll deal with that after the break. We'll get some some crazy stories in as our buddy Angie Austin joins us around the corner next on Pure Opelka. Come on. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We are uh, just 3,000 follows away from Doc Thompson. It's my mission to catch and pass Doc Thompson. And uh, so you need to go to theblaze.com, go to the channels, click on my face and follow, please. You'll get all the special pure prime cuts that we put out every day. And you'll be part of the Cognoscenti, the stunt brainiacs, as it were. And, and you'll be helping us. I also want you, it, look, if you have any pain from um, inflammation, you know, sometimes in, in your joints, in your knees, your hips, your neck, your back, uh, you, you have inflammation that causes pain. And if you reduce the inflammation, guess what? The pain goes away. I found this out when I started taking Relief Factor in early April. And eight days after I started, I no longer needed the handful of over-the-counter green gel caps that I was taking. Not good for me. They helped a little, but they weren't good. So Relief Factor, all natural stuff, it's fish oil and turmeric and natural ingredients that work with your body to reduce the inflammation and then the pain dissipates. So I don't take anything. I have not touched a medication since that eighth day, probably April 15th, probably tax day. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call them at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Try the three-week quick start pack like I did And now it's part of my daily regimen, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I take Relief Factor. Playing more golf. I'm out in the garden. I'm walking the new pup more than than ever. And most importantly, not taking any pharmaceuticals or medications. Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. It's been a day that's angered me. It's been a day that... Uh, while I watched the president, uh, in my estimation, be less than truthful about his son in that meeting. Yes, I would have been interested in the meeting, but no, it was not a meeting with just some lawyer from Russia. Yes, I've watched the GOP put out its health plan that I think is better. And the Cruz Amendment is in there, which Ted Cruz, uh, his idea is people should be allowed to purchase the kind of coverage they want. Some of them should only want to buy catastrophic insurance, and that's fine. We should let them do that. It's called choice. And if you're against it, then you're anti-choice, aren't you? Yeah, throw that back at your liberal friends. And I just read a story about cash for clunkers was a total failure. Yes, we knew it, but now we have proof. So that's got me upset. So here I am on the ledge, hanging out on the ledge. My fingers are just barely clasping the ledge Hanging on to my sanity today, and I need stupid stories to help me through. Weird, crazy, unusual stories. Thank God my friend in radio, Angie Austin, hits me with a pile of stories. As we're listening to the news, I'm getting all these my emails going, bing, 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 bing. And each one, weirder than the rest, or funnier than the rest, or more Mm head-scratching than the rest. So I had to narrow it down to three. And the only way I can narrow it down, Angie, first of all, welcome back to the show. Thank is, you. Thank um, you. Here's where I want to go. Um, boobs, beer, and cocaine. Okay. All right. Now, it sounds like, it sounds like Jeff Fisher's daily prescription, but that's right. where I want to go. I, I, no offense to Jeffy, but um, I, I need to understand, you send me a headline that just says, 
fake boobs can save your life. Right. Uh, uh, in all are, caps. In all caps. Yes, thank you. Of course they were bigger. Of course we made them bigger. We didn't make them smaller. Right, right, right. Well, so, and I've heard, by the way, by the way, it, I've heard that back east, there's, the implants are smaller than out west. I don't know why, but uh, apparently they'll be safer than from gunshot wounds in the west where they're bigger. The implants are bigger because fake boobs apparently could save your life. This is a legit news story that breast implants reduce gunshot injuries by slowing down bullets, preventing vital organ damage. They have a couple of specific examples, and apparently the bullets travel 20% uh, less far when shot into implants. And so they did some studies, but there was also a case where a woman, um, her name is uh, Eileen Lickness. And Eileen Lickness of Calgary was apparently, Miss, Miss Lickness was shot by her boyfriend, Fernando. Not, not her boyfriend anymore, by the way. And uh, both breast implants, uh, the, the, the bullet went through both of them. And she survived, and they believe that it slowed down the bullet, caused less damage, and then they actually did some, you know, some studies. And so I, I don't know if it's going to lead to, like, you know, cops be like, Bob, did you hear about the breast implants? And it's similar to wearing a you know, bulletproof vest, if you thought about that. And be like, no, I haven't, uh, Joe. So I don't know if it's going to lead to, like, you know, cops getting them. But um, they say they can't really replace the bulletproof vest, which to me seems like common sense. But who knew that they would have a protective, you know, quality like as a bonus? Well, there's so many directions I can go here. Um, yeah. Is, is there a cup oh, size that's oh. safer than the other? Well, this particular one was a D that helped the woman, uh, Miss Lickness, uh, in Calgary. But uh, also, they said that they could also be beneficial in the event of a stabbing. So not that anyone's planning on that when they get their breast implants. I believe they get them for other reasons, uh, more aesthetic reasons. And uh, one scientist in this study said that uh, it's an interesting idea, but it would be a stretch to say they could replace bulletproof vests. An interesting use of the word stretch when we're talking about implants yeah it, it sounds like the research is kind of inflated if you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. but an interesting headline to say the to say the least now can you uh, this this brings into mind because for years and years and years people got nose jobs by saying they had uh, deviated septums and they managed to get their insurance to pay for the rhinoplasty that way i'm wondering right. if you'll be able to use your insurance to say this is a safety or be able to take it off your taxes to say this is a 24-hour safety uh, upgrade for you if you want to get Maybe. implants. Maybe. Well, depending on your line of work, I guess, right? Well, you know, we're, none of us are immune from the threat of danger or crazy people. So That's just, true. So with more people in like um, the line of work of like cops, uh, detectives, undercover people, bounty hunters, uh, people who live in New York City, more of these people will be busty now. Is that what you're kind of thinking? Is that along those lines? I'm thinking people will try because, you know, people will try. That's that's just the, the fact. People will try. That's that's what we got. now. Now I need to go. Need, do I go to beer or cocaine? What's the beer story? And you said it's got people freaking out. Okay, so the beer story, um, it's beer created by a, a woman for women, and it's sold in pink boxes, and it's sparking a furious, furious online backlash from feminists. So apparently, Arosa, and so it's kind of like Aurora, but with an S, Arosa, brewed in the Czech Republic, was designed for the ladies, 
and the creator wanted beer to show women, you know, uh, you know, that they can succeed. And it's like a beer that you can drink without sacrificing your tenderness and femininity. Now, I've seen a lot of women with tattoos drinking a beer straight from the can or maybe from a brown paper bag. And I do think you sacrifice your tenderness and femininity when you drink out of a bag or straight out of the can. I actually the only thing I drink is beer. But I will never at a charity event while I'm wearing like a long pink gown, drink it out of the can because it's like straight. You know, it's like I want to be true to the streets, you know, but maybe not at one of my charity galas. So I always drink it with like a lime in a cup or like in, or in a glass. But this is a way to drink it in a pink can so you still look tender and feminine. So why are people mad about it? Well, feminists, they don't like it. They think they should be able to drink, you know, out of the bottles and they don't need a feminist beer can, a feminine. They don't need pink beer. Well, and what does it say? You know, because now that a lot of sporting events support the breast cancer initiatives and you see Mm -hmm. a lot of athletes wearing pink shoes and using pink golf clubs. What what about a guy that likes the taste of the beer and wants to drink a pink beer? Are they going to get mad at him? Steve Robinson chimed in and he said, Can't I just let you know that this is blanking stupid for her? What's wrong with all the other beers? What's next? Cake for him? Well, cake, anytime cake. Yes, cake for him would be a good cake. All cake is okay for me. <laughs> He's a little I'm bitter. Not, I think he needs some professional help there, Steve I, Robinson. I think he does. Now, yeah. the, uh, the last story, when you said uh, this cocaine story is going to make you laugh, because you know, you know where I was today with all this crazy news today i'm kind of out there like i said on the ledge although the the life-saving breast implants are interesting and the the chick beer that's got the feminists anything that upsets the feminists makes me happy so i'm kind of good that way but what's this cocaine story that you you promise is going to make me laugh okay all these weird stories come out of florida so it's marathon florida down in the keys this guy has like tinted windows and a partially obscured license plate they pull him over the car smells like pot he sees he's got a cookie monster doll in his backpack hello how many grown men carry around cookie monster dolls and you know how he says me want cookies as a cookie monster he goes me want cookies well the headline says me want cocaine so apparently they opened the cookie monster doll and that's where they were stashing the coke, which I think is hilarious because how many people are going to believe that a grown 39-year-old Camus McNair, this man in his backpack, is going to be carrying around a Cookie Monster doll? So the cops got suspicious when they smelled the pot in the car, and that allows them Correct. to search. And right. they, I wonder if they had a, a drug dog that, that hit on the bear. Well, the deputy noticed that the doll seemed heavier than it should, and then he uh, you know, looked at it, and there was a slit cut into it. So it was pretty obvious Aha. that it was stuffed with something, and it wasn't breast implants. I see what you did there. But you realize this was not the cookie monster. I, I don't know. What was it? It was the cokie monster. Yes, the cokie monster. Me want cocaine. Yeah, cokie. Cokie so good. good. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Oh my, oh my God! Well, Angie, Angie, right. thank you. You have you have thank once you. again, which which you do every week, you drag me kicking and screaming away from the ledge and back into the calm serenity of the rest of my crazy life. Where do people Excellent. find you? Well, I can't find me today because I'm out. Uh, I'm on my way to get some breast implants, a Cookie Monster doll, and some pink beer. But normally, I would be on DaybreakUSA.com. DaybreakUSA.com. It sounds like a full life. Breast implants, yes, it is. 
yeah. chick beer and a, yeah. a drug stuffed cookie monster. Yes. And swim meets and, you know, and kids and homework. And I've got a little algebra to brush up on with the kids. So it's just full. It's a full life. Thank you. Oh, Thank aren't you, you lovely making the kids do algebra in the yeah. summer? Right. Just, I know. Hey, my kids aren't going to fail. Are you kidding me? I don't want them pulled over in Marathon, Florida with a Coke-filled cookie monster. At least my kids are going to succeed whether they like it or not. (laughs) Get it right. It's a cookie monster. Well, thank you, my friend. I can't wait to hear next week's collection. Me either. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. There there she goes, Angie Austin from DaybreakUSA.com. And uh, some of the craziest stories of the week. We'll be right back on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Piero Pelka. Wrapping up uh, today's show, the liberty-loving Latino awaits in the wings. It's been an interesting show. Uh, I, I love the fact that we learned from Chef Chef Carl Ruiz. I call him the Cuban, the mad Cuban, that uh, the great chefs of America, at least the New York chefs who all talk to each other, they have like their own chat room. Uh, they think it is... It is uh, crazy and silly and insulting that the president of the United States is basically going to a Red Lobster to have dinner in in Paris. That's how they refer to the Jules Verne restaurant at the base of the Eiffel Tower. I'm very surprised by that. But then again, the chefs are on it, and they are an interesting community. And we also learned from the chef what you should buy when you go fish market shopping. It's not about going in there saying, I know I want tuna. It's finding out what's fresh. Also, uh, for those of you who are in the stamp world and you you like keeping an eye on new things in stamps, uh, last week I told you about the um, the new stamps that are, are dedicated to different sports and the balls. They were baseballs and footballs, soccer balls, and they're round stamps, so it's a different look. But yesterday, this was pretty cool. On the anniversary of what would have been Andrew Wyeth's 100th birthday, if Andrew Wyeth hadn't passed away a few years back, the great American painter would still be around us and uh, making great artwork, no doubt. I knew Andy a little bit. Um, They issued 12, 12 forever stamps, 12 forever stamps from from the post office with the great works of Andrew Wyeth. And they are, like I said, they're forever stamps. And they were dedicated locally here at the Brandywine River Museum where, um, where Wyeth lived just around the corner in Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. Wyeth's son, Jamie, who's also a painter in his own right, said, my father, a pro- prolific letter writer, would indeed be proud. If you're a stamp collector, these are some beauties. I happen to love the works of Andrew Wyeth. And if uh, you, can, you can get your own little Wyeth and own it if you pick up, pick up that, uh, that stamp. I was hoping Billy Hallowell would be here today. Uh, he's not. I don't know if he's going to join us tomorrow. So if he isn't, we'll make fun of him. 
and uh, we will uh, we will ridicule him roundly, and uh, and have a fun wrapping up the week. Plus, I got to get into that cl- cash for clunker story, and it's Bastille Day. We will storm the castle, the prison ourselves, and have some fun tomorrow, wrapping up the week. I have a couple surprises for you. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.